Hey guys, this is Jesse Vasquez with AirVenture Hosting Company. You're listening to the Fearless Investor Podcast with my good friend, Kyle Stanley. Keep listening to conquer the world of investing. I believe true wealth cannot be measured by your income. It is instead measured by your availability of choices, especially the choice to live life on your terms. I also believe there are many ways to create wealth, but one thing is for certain. You have to have a laser focus on one path. My path, Airbnb but I also believe in education and expanding your mind. Education helps you take off the blinders of life and see opportunities you never saw before. Join me on this journey of learning how to create wealth in Airbnb, real estate, and so many more investment strategies. Together, we can conquer the world of investing. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast. Hey, welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast. You're listening to me, Kyle Stanley, and before we get into this uh, interview with Jesse Vazquez, which is going to be a really fun one, I do want to remind you that our Facebook group, absolutely free. You should join our Facebook group. It's right there on Facebook. Uh, you just search Airbnb Masterminds. It's growing by like 50 people a day right now. It's crazy. It's got a ton of traction and a lot of uh, knowledgeable people are joining the group too and adding their two cents. Anytime you have a question, you can throw that question in there. Um, I'm answering on a daily basis. Other experts in the group are answering it, and it's a great starting point to be able to get your Airbnb business started or to the next level. So again, Facebook and just search Airbnb Masterminds. Now today, uh, Jesse Vazquez right here with AirVenture Hosting Company. I'm excited because if you have a full-time job and you've been thinking about doing Airbnb, but you're thinking, man, I don't know if I have the time to be able to put into this. I don't know if I have the... Um, know how to be able to do this. I don't know if I have the money to be able to scale this. Jesse talks about all those because he's got a full-time job, a nine to five, a W-2 that's paying him really well, but he uses Airbnb as that side hustle and he's been able to grow his business. He now owns four and he's uh, co-hosting um, and for I think five or six and has a total of nine or 10 properties. But He's doing this all on about three hours of work a week, and he's going to show you exactly how he's doing that right here on the Fearless Investor Podcast. So let's get to it right now with Jesse Vasquez. Hey, everyone. Welcome into the show. Before we get to it here with Jesse, I just want to ask you, can you really make money with Airbnb? Uh, it seems too good to be true, right? Well, I'm here to tell you it absolutely is the real deal, and you can do this thing, and you can do it without even owning a property. When I learned that in May of 2019, I went from zero to 25 properties in under 18 months. That's $20,000 net per month, and guess what? You guys can do it too. All you have to do is download our Airbnb Kickstart course is right there on fearlesskyle.com. Go to the Airbnb tab and you can be on your way to mastering, automating, and scaling an Airbnb business uh, that can pay you upwards of six figures and fairly passively too. And we're going to learn about that today here with Jesse Vasquez. So that is a perfect introduction here because Jesse, uh, before we get into it too much, uh, you have to make it passive because you got a full-time job, but we're going to talk about before uh, we get into that, just kind of your journey. And, and before even that, I want to know, man, First of all, Jesse Vasquez with AirVenture uh, Hosting Company. Um, what in the world is your most interesting uh, Airbnb-related story? Where do you want to go? Do you want to go with uh, a drug overdose or do you want to go with bats in the house? I'll let you uh, decide this. As, as long as the drug overdose doesn't involve uh, you taking the drugs, uh, <laughs> then I want to hear both. <laughs> Yeah, definitely not. So um, I have a property, one of my first properties I have um, this, I had a guest that stayed, ended up throwing a party 
they ended up taking LSD. Um, my neighbors were calling me uh, in the middle of the night, about 3 a.m., just calling, calling, calling. I sleep with my phone on silent. And uh, finally I went through and I looked at the messages and it's like, hey, there's ambulances all out front. There's a lady on the ground screaming. She says that she doesn't know what's happening. She feels like she's in another world. She said everything is going super slow. And uh, I'm just like, what the heck is happening? So my properties have ring doorbells. I looked at the ring doorbell and yeah, literally there's ambulances, fire trucks. I mean, you name it, man. So she ended up having this, they had threw a, like an LSD party in the home. In the home. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Did, did yeah. your neighbors ever forgive you? You know what, man? He had, he actually, she invited me over for a beer. It's a husband and wife family and they're super open to Airbnb. They use Airbnb all the time. Oh, that's awesome. We typically don't ever have issues like that. And yeah, they were cool about it, thankfully. Okay, well, usually we don't talk about two stories, but you mentioned the bat. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta hear that too. Yeah, so we have, uh, one of our, our niches is remote properties. We have, you know, properties that are out, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Um, we had a guest that had a colony of bats that flew into the home. This home has like... Um, floor to ceiling windows all over and they slide open so it's like one of those homes it's open to literally all the elements of the world and this is out in the middle of nowhere bats flew into the property while they were out on the balcony hanging out by the fire pit and they were messaging me in the middle of the night trying to get the bats out trying to figure it out um ended up going on google and realizing that if you just turn all the lights off and you open the windows bats sense by hearing right that they don't actually they can't see so that's how they ended up getting out of the property but while they left those windows open, mice came in. So oh, God. <laughs> you got flying, yeah. flying mice and running mice. Right, uh, yeah. All I can think about is the scene from the office where Dwight is chasing the bat <laughs> and then traps it on top of Meredith with, with a garbage bag and then black sheep when, uh, <laughs> when they're hitting like the pots and the pans and uh, yeah, that, that right there. Anyway, that is uh, an awesome way for us to start out this show. Um, as long as the bats weren't taking LSD, like that's where it gets really scary, right? That's, oh, that's where, where we're actually, vampires. <laughs> that's where it'd be awesome, man. I want to I hear that. We could turn that into a movie. Oh gosh. Uh, well, anyway, let, let's get to it, Jesse. You, um, you've got a really cool story. It's, it's a very evolving story as well. And um, I, I think it's really cool too. You're only a couple hours north of me. Um, I would love if you just shared right now with our audience, um, what brought you to Airbnb? What was life like before Airbnb? Um, kind of just catch us up if you can. Yeah, sure. So I started Airbnb. I started purchasing property for Airbnb in 2015. Um, I watched my parents. They owned multiple properties as a kid growing up. And they were always um, going to court for like uh, people not paying for rent or not paying. You know, my, my, I came from a very Catholic household. So my parents were very forgiving if somebody couldn't pay rent. And I literally watched them get taken advantage of multiple times. And I, when I realized Airbnb was something that you get paid for upfront and you have the ability to be able to make as much money as you'd like, depending on the property or home, that's really where I realized early on that this is the way to go. And in 2015, it was still relatively new. Um, I started purchasing property in Modesto, California, which is basically the other armpit. I know you're in one armpit of California. <laughs> I'm on the, I'm on the, uh, the, the, the northern part of it. So um, my family was like, you're an idiot. Why would you ever buy a property in Modesto and rent it out on Airbnb? Um, put it up our first month. I mean, I doubled the mortgage um, right away, instantly overnight. Um, and then I realized that this is where, uh, you know, I could start bringing extra income in and, and having basically a side hustle. Um, also while earning passive income, you know, 
That's, that's so good. Um, isn't that so funny? Like it still is crazy to me that we make money in Fresno, California. And then people ask me too, they're like, Oh, do you want to go to Modesto? And I'm like, no, I don't think Modesto makes money. So and then I meet you. It, it's just, I mean, that's the learning lesson here is more places work with short-term rentals than don't. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that a lot of people look at rural markets and I consider Fresno and, and Modesto, I mean, basically kind of rural if you think about it in the grander scheme, but I mean, yeah, people are going to say, who's going to make money in Fresno? But all these people living in these areas, yeah, travelers come through. There's, you know, business that come through. There's, you know, construction crews that come in. There's traveling nurses that come through. Um, so that's a huge, you know, a huge advantage. I think people just need to really open their eyes to the new school way of, uh, you know, what investments are and how they can profit you in different ways. Yeah, let's talk about this for a second. And I, I want to really get more into your story. But since we're, we're on the topic, uh, the typical person hears Airbnb, and they think vacation, you know, they think, well, what, why would anyone want a vacation in Modesto or Fresno? But that's not our clientele. Um, so was that, was that a tough mindset for you to get over to? Yeah, you know, it, it was, I think for me, my family and I, we, we love going on air. We, we loved Airbnb back in the day. We, I mean, we still love it now. Um, but it's not just catering towards those people that are vacationing. You're absolutely right. So, I mean, um, you know, it was a hard mindset for me to kind of get over, but once I realized that people travel, whether we have a lot of people that are in the cities that I, the property that I own, you know, multiple properties here in Modesto, they just come to visit family. And then we have other people that are coming to work. I mean, so there's different avenues and there's different ways. And, you know, with the properties that I own, I want to make sure that they're literally the best properties in our area. And that's, you know, what I've strived to do and to maintain those five-star ratings and, you know, that whole game. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, what, what is the typical message that you get if someone is going to say, Hey, I want to, I want to stay at your property. What's like the top call it three reasons why people seem to want to stay at your property. Yeah. So first off, our properties are totally different than um, your typical cookie cutter homes. Uh, one of them is like a mid-century, literally looks like you walked in the set of Mad Men. Um, everything is like article, furniture. Um, I paid a little bit more for this stuff, but I wanted to make sure that I was getting a return, something that was different. Um, and then we have another place that looks like Joanna Gaines went in there and ship left everything and turned it into uh, you know an HGTV uh, setup. So there you go. these two homes are just, I mean, they're just, they're super nice, they're different. Um, and that's kind of the goal. Again, if you look at Airbnb in, in our area, you're going to see these properties and then you're going to see these two, three, four that we have that stand out and out of the whole crowd. Um, so we're, you know, we're up there at the top when it comes to the properties. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, so let's go back to your story now. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you saw this opportunity in Modesto, you bought your first property, started making money. What happened after that? Yeah, so I, it's, it's kind of like a snowball effect. Um, I wanted to pay back because I, I took a um, loan out to, to purchase the furniture. So I ended up buying the property, um, putting like 24000 down on it. And that was basically all the funds that I had at that moment. And then I had to put every, all the furniture on a credit card. And my goal was to pay, this, you know, pay that back right away. Um, I ended up paying that furniture back in less than six months. So all that was you know, recouping the, the, prop, the money that I put down on the property to purchase. So then I realized like, I can do this and save the money, either pay the mortgage off right away, which I, I thought it's a possibility, or I can scale up and just buy another one and keep buying another one, keep buying another one. So that's what I did. I just started saving all the money, putting it right into um, other properties. And that's allowed me to scale. And people don't realize that 
you know, once you make this money and you set it aside, you can absolutely use that to scale up. And it's important, you know, I feel like in the growth process of, you know, people starting out, whether it's arbitrage or, you know, owning property, you got to put that money aside and then you got to use it for, you know, the next property. That's awesome. And how many do you own right now? Four. Four. So I have four, four now. Yeah. And I'm actually looking at purchasing land out in uh, the Sequoia Mountains to start a little tiny home slash tiny homes uh, or vintage Airbnb stream. So it's going to be this little community, kind of like what Joshua Tree has, um, but for this area, kind of in the, in the Northern California area. That's so cool. Um, so you said you started in 2015 or 17? Uh, I started in 2015. Yeah, 2015. 2015. Yeah. I mean, to buy four houses, you know, in a span of six years is really, I mean, and, and you're saying all of the money was just from cash flow at the Airbnbs? Total cash flow. Yeah. All of it was wow. cash flow. What yeah, would you say yeah. the average investment was on each one of these Airbnbs all in? Yeah. Um, probably about 30,000, I would say. Okay. To start off. Yeah. To start off. It's roughly right around 20 something thousand dollars to, to purchase the property. Um, so that's, that's when it was, when I, when I bought them, it was about 20, 20 grand, 24, 25 and some change. And then furnishing, we did like, we'd go to vintage markets and pick up little furniture and clean it up, make it look nice. And, and, uh, it's, it's kind of what we did with the first one. And then as we grew, I started being able to purchase a nicer, um, you know, like vintage, like the mid-century home that we have, um, article, it's just, it's a, it's a brand and it's a little bit more expensive, but it caters specifically to those things. So, um, I started spending a little bit more once I realized that, yeah, I can get this money back. Got it. So what was, what's an average purchase price, uh, listing price of these properties that you're buying? Yeah, they're about 300,000, yeah, okay. $300,000. Yeah. Yeah. Now the market's insane, man. I just put an offer yeah. on a place in Modesto, uh, last week and it ended up going for 25,000 over listing. I mean, the market's not necessarily not just here in California, but crazy. everywhere I think is just insane. It's crazy right now. It's absolutely crazy. Okay. So you're, you're invested. I mean, I, I think, that's just so good right there. I mean, we talk about arbitrage all the time. I know you're co-hosting too, which is another great way that you're starting to scale. Um, but what a, what a great picture for people to see that you can literally cash flow enough really in one to one and a half years at one place to be able to go buy another piece of real estate. When you think about regular real estate, if you were going to try to do that same model, you know, it's going to take you way longer to even go be able to afford another house. And that's why so many people who are active in regular real estate, long-term real estate are needing that active full-time income of whatever they're doing as a career um, to be able to go buy the, the houses. But you're using the actual cash flow to go out and buy another Airbnb. And I just think that's so powerful and so cool. Um, so where did the opportunity come to be able to do uh, co-hosting? Yeah. So I had some friends that started asking like, Hey, um, you know, how are you doing this, man? How are you able to, you know, use these funds to purchase other properties? Um, how do I do that? So I started thinking like, you know, I can help you. I'll get started. This is how I do it. So the process that I'm using, here's the programs that I'm using. And then once they started doing it, they realized how difficult it is to manage. <laughs> I mean, as you know, it's, it's not an easy gig and you have to learn how to do it and it takes time and it's uh, time consuming. So I realized at that point that, um, and I actually love the interacting with the hosts and things. And I have a VA now and my wife helps me out a lot. So um, a lot of that stress is now taken off me and I have other people that are kind of handling that. That's and great. I think you have to, to grow. Um, you really have to um, be an operator as opposed to necessarily an owner. You, that's yeah. part of the growth. You have to do that. Um, so thankfully I have people to help me out, but that's, that's, that's how it started. 
That's great. Okay. And, and you're doing this all with a full-time job. I mean, how, first of all, what are you doing full-time and how are you juggling these? Yeah, I'm a business development manager for a home health and hospice agency. Um, and I've actually been in this niche in this world now for almost 20 years. So it's, it's like second nature to me. I know healthcare when it comes to um, patients going home, hospice, which is a super sad, you know, delicate um, end of life process. So I have these difficult conversations with people um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's helped me grow, you know, myself and then also grow for this Airbnb. I, I don't necessarily want to be in this world forever. It's just kind of where I feel comfortable. And I have one of those stories where people have these regular day jobs um, or careers even, and they realize they have another passion and they are going towards that passion. So I think that's where my story is going to resonate with a lot of people where you do this and you, uh, you love hospitality and you eventually realize like, hey, this could be my full-time gig. I could do this forever. You know, this is something I can work from home. I can, you know, wake up and jump on the computer and do what I need to do and scale, keep growing, um, you know, more properties, keep purchasing more properties, connecting with people. Um, I think it's super important as well. Um, but yeah, definitely. I'm one of those stories that as things are evolving, I'm getting ready to kind of figure out what's best for me in my life at this time and where I want to spend my time. I think that's the most valuable, valuable piece of, um, more than currency, right? Time is the most important thing Absolutely. that we have, you know? Well, so. and, and what I hear from you is it sounds like, you know, you've really, um, you know, you've gone one property at a time or a couple properties that you're adding to your portfolio. And, and it's been, it hasn't been the like, you know, Julie George zero to 130 in like two years sort of thing. Uh, but now it sounds like, you know, you've got this, this thing that clicked where you can see it scaling. Um, Am I, am I right or wrong on that? Because it, it sounded to me like because you have all these teammates and automations now that you can see that scale opportunity a little bit easier. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. No, I started scaling um, during the pandemic last year and we started transitioning what we do in more towards, I mean, if you look at my logo, it's a Volkswagen bus. So it's just people are like, what the heck does that even mean? Um, and the whole idea behind it was that I wanted to have places that are experience, you know, an experience where you go. And you're gonna have bats flying in your house. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're gonna have mice coming in. With you, gotta, you gotta pay extra for that. <laughs> ratatouille showing up, cooking you meals in the kitchen. Um, but so that's what I started gearing. Like, I want to have an experience for somebody and their family go. And those are the properties we go after now. And I started doing that by finding, um, connecting with realtors that had properties that were like these multi-million-dollar properties that were sitting on the market for a year that nobody was buying. And a lot of these millionaires, they have these properties, they don't even live in them. Like they live in like Silicon Valley or, you know, somewhere in the Bay Area or even across country. And I started going to those agents saying, hey, I can make these passive. Let me show you how I do it. Here's how we've done it before. Let me put these on Airbnb for you. And that's where I've been living now. That's, you know, we picked up these properties now and we're, you know, they're beautiful million dollar properties and we're scaling and we're, you know, we're doing things that are um, the average, you know, owner of these properties would never even think about doing. And, you know, we're able to make them feel confident that we're going to take care of their properties and obviously bring them cash flow. Good, good. That's great. So, you know, if, if anyone's listening right now and wants, it sounds like you're managing in multiple locations, right? You can manage anywhere. Yeah, you can do it anywhere. Building your crew is the most difficult part of it, but yeah, we're able to, we're managing California, Texas, um, Arizona. So we're, we're kind of expanding into all over the place, but again, we have a specific mold that we want to make sure that our properties are falling into it. Um, like a property has to make over $6,500 a month. Um, when we do the 
mash visor or air DNA has to fall within the strict criteria for us to cover it. There's a lot of back-end operations and costs that come along that people don't realize when you start scaling that you have to have in place. Yeah, so, and going to the scaling idea as well, um, how much time on in the business, so not on the business, how much time in the business managing, managing people, um, day-to-day, what, how many hours do you think you're putting in? I don't typically put very much in. I think during the week, um, I look at the payouts. We do payouts usually on the 1st and the 15th or the 15th and the 30th. It really just depends on the property. I probably only put in about three hours a week, if that, yeah. you know, managing the property. So which allows me to, to work on my full-time job, um, which I'm able to do remotely, but um, there's some in-person meetings and things that I have. Um, but a lot of it is, um, you know, I'm able to, you know, lu- luckily have the luxury of doing doing both. So how is it that, you know, I can, I can wrap my mind around managing and co-hosting in your own backyard. How is it that you're doing it remotely in different areas and still only putting in that three ish hours per week? I want to, I want to know that. Yeah. So my wife handles a lot of the the guest inquiries and then we have a VA that handles all the cleaning crew, clean in, check in. You have to, we realized that we had to separate everything. So you got to have guest correspondence and you need to have you know cleaning crews etc maintenance crews somebody else has to handle that especially when you have multiple properties are interlapping it's hard for one person to focus specifically on one thing and i feel like i'd rather have multiple employees doing one thing that they're really good at than doing multiple different things and that's where you know issues fall between the cracks so i want to make sure that we have one person allocated to guest services we have one person allocated to cleaning crews things specifically like that Um, and you have to have that as you scale as you grow and I think a lot of people will learn that. Maybe you might you might even be learning this now. <laughs> oh know? yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I think what you just said there is so key. Um, I had a conversation with one of our one of my new partners about it. It's you don't change the people, you change their roles, and right. you don't try to put a square peg into a circle hole um, by just saying, okay, well they if they can do it, then I can save some money because they not may, they may not be the best fit for that spot. Um, so you're gonna have some people that manage people really well, and you're gonna have some people that are just super likable and patient and can deal with that guest at 10 PM. Who's like, I can't log into the Wi-Fi, <laughs> And I look at that stuff and I'm just like, I don't want to touch it. Um, so right. it's so cool that you recognize that too, and you're outsourcing it. And that's, I mean, this is, this is, this is time freedom, man. So what's holding you back from actually going into it full time. That's what I want to know. Yeah, well, I'm luckily enough have a, a high earning W-2 job. And as, as you know, with real estate, you have to have, and you don't necessarily have to have it, but there's creative financing, but W-2s are what the banks love. They love to see a W-2 paycheck. Um, so that's, that's what's been basically holding me back. But I also love what I do in, in a sense of, you know, I like connecting with pay, you know, patients and people. Um, I, I manage a sales team as well. So like I enjoy that process. I'm, I'm good at it. You know what I mean? So I think right now, mentally, I'm just in that war between, do I keep doing this? Do I, do I want to, at this point now, I could probably do this full time. You know, I can do the Airbnb stuff full time, but I think in my mind right now, and this is where I think the story is so important for people that are doing the both things, you know, working and having this uh, side hustle um, where they can turn it into reality. And I'm at that point now where it's, you know, I'm on the edge of the cliff and I'm just like looking down, I'm like, what, what should I take this leap? Yeah. And uh yeah. And I didn't realize this would ever be able to be a thing, you know, and I think surrounding myself, even with clubhouse and proximity is power. In my sense, we start surrounding yourself with people that are 
you know, doing what you want to do or listening to people talk and having, you know, reading books and YouTube, you really start to realize that you are capable of doing so much more. And what you're used to might not necessarily be the thing that you want to do. You know what I mean? So I think that it's an evolve. I'm evolving um, in front of, you know, myself and my family and you obviously having this conversation. So talk to me in a year. We'll see where I'm at then. Six months even. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think we're going to, you and I are obviously going to be uh, remaining connected, but I think in just a few months time here, we're going to see you in a much different position than you are right now. Um, I, I can just see you're, you're, like you said, you're just right on the cliff there of, of that, yeah. that tipping point. So I'm excited for you, man. Um, where can people connect with you and continue to learn from you? Yeah, definitely. Um, Air Venture Hosting, uh, Air Venture Hosting Co. at uh, Instagram. Um, I have an Instagram following there or airventurehosting.com. And that's where my website's at. Um, if anybody wants to, I, I'm, I'm available to talk to anybody, even if you're interested in talking about Airbnb or anything of that nature. I have, um, you know, knowledge and I'm, I definitely respond to people especially on clubhouse and things like that I touch base with people all the time they'll send me dms and I want to just help people get things going you know get started and getting over that fear of should I do this or should I not do it you know I'm all Absolutely. about just make pick a date and just do it make it happen is air venture hosting co uh, your name on clubhouse as well uh, on clubhouse it's um, I think it's it's all happening it's, it's all happening yeah, it's all happening. Yeah, that's okay. that's a quote from a movie that I love. Almost Famous. I don't know if you ever watched that movie. <laughs> no, I I haven't seen. Oh wait, wait, no. Uh, which one's Almost Famous? Is that almost? What? It's not with Chris Farley. It's about a kid in the '70s that writes. He's yeah. he's like 15 years old and he writes right. for a Rolling that's Stone right. magazine. What what was the one with Chris Farley and and uh, Matthew Perry? What was that one called? Al almost Heroes. Almost Heroes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love that movie too. That I think Chris good. Farley, man, he is the greatest. <laughs> he was he was the best. He was the best. He was good, man. He was good. Well, hey, you've been so good today, man, and I I think your story uh, really will resonate with a lot of people that are out there looking for other opportunities to be able to continue to improve cash flow and improve their situation and. Thank you so much for being a, uh, an inspiration to those people today and helping them to conquer the world of Airbnb. I appreciate you, Jesse. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks. I appreciate you and everything you do online and Clubhouse. Tons of gratitude. Thanks, man. Awesome. Show notes for this one, fearlesskyle.com forward slash airventure. That's A-I-R-V-E-N-T-U-R-E. And you can go and get all of the show notes for this one, all the contacts to be able to get connected with Jesse. If you have a property, uh, you know, out in um, any part of the world, it sounds like you can get Jesse's help. So he's a, he's a great connection for you. And I would love to see you guys, um, especially if you got a full-time job and you just needed to hear this today. You needed to be able to, to hear that one story from someone that didn't have to quit their job to go do it full-time or didn't decide to go quit their job, but actually loves what they're doing and stuck with it. Plus used Airbnb as a way to build wealth and cash flow on the side. Uh, I hope that if you're hearing that today, that you'll take the first step and get over to fearlesskyle.com, get started on our Airbnb Kickstart course, and that is the easiest way to get started in your Airbnb business. Simple as that. All right, well, thanks so much for joining us here on the Fearless Investor Podcast, where we're helping you to conquer the world of investing. We'll talk to you next time.